Hey everybody, welcome back to Midweek at the Compass. If you're new here, my name's Jake. I'm one of the pastors on staff. And we are working through just kind of a mini series here all about the history of the Compass Church. We recently came out of a sermon series called Origins. So because of that, we've been talking with some former senior pastors and former elders of our church or church plants and just talking about their history at the Compass Church. All of that is leading us to today where we're going to be talking with our current senior pastor, Jeff Griffin, to hear all about how you came to the Compass Church and all of the fun that has happened since that point in time. So, Jeff, thank you for joining in. Great to be here, Jake, and I love history. It's, it's weird to think that I'm part of history now, but being here eight and a half years, I suppose that I am, and so it'll be fun to talk about. Well, I've been here since 2008, so does that make me ancient history? You are ancient history, There we go. Actually, I'm yes. okay with that. <laughs> Perfectly comfortable. So I'm sure a lot of people know the history of you, at least to some extent, and what you were beforehand, but just fill us in a little bit of where were you before you came to the Compass Church? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was a fascinating transition. I, I was at a church that I had co-founded, uh, had been the co-senior pastor of a church called The Chapel for 20 years, Jake. And it was where I thought I was going to spend the rest of my ministry career. A lot of founding pastors end up sticking with the church they found to the end. And so in my mind, that's how it was going to work out. I was 24 years old when we started that church. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, long time. So from the age of 24 to 44, I was a part of uh, the chapel and never thought I was going to leave until God made it clear that he had called me to the Compass Church. So let's talk about that a little bit. How did you start to discern that God was leading you from something that you had started, launched, was successful into a next season of ministry in life? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of my favorite stories, Jake. It's uh, downright miraculous how the Spirit of God spoke to me within a 24-hour period. And so here, here's how it happened. I was having lunch with one of my mentors, another pastor in the area who was a little older and was a very great source of wisdom for me. And he was also a confidant. And so as we're sitting at lunch, I was sharing with him that there were some, you know, factors in my church I had been a part of again for 20 years that were just making me uncomfortable and the sense of this isn't working as smoothly as it had. And he spoke up with, I would call, prophetic authority. And he said, Jeff, maybe you need a change. And again, I was of the mindset where leaving that church had never crossed my mind even once up until that moment. And he said, Jeff, I was about your age when I made a change from one church to another. And that can be a very healthy thing, both for the church and for the pastor. He goes, I think you should consider it. Uh, he said, I think you're ready, Jeff, to be a solo senior pastor, which would have been a change for me. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think so. And then he leans forward and he says, I know what God has planned. He said, I just heard that on Sunday. So this uh, lunch was on a Thursday, four days earlier. Is that four days? On that Sunday, Dale Hummel, my predecessor, had just announced to the congregation that he felt called to another church. And so he had announced his resignation. 
And my mentor said, Jeff, I know the Compass Church, and I'm telling you, you would be perfect for that role. And I'm like, oh. It was one of these lunches where all of a sudden my heart starts pounding, my brain starts spinning, and I'm like, you're messing with my life. I, I came just <laughs> seeking a little counsel, and you've just kind of announced you think God has a major change for me. And yet, not only was it his words, but it was the Holy Spirit within that just started moving. So I drove home from that lunch with my heart pounding out of my chest going, what is going on? I couldn't sleep that night. I was up all night. I was at the computer on the website of the Compass Church researching every detail about this place I could find out. And as that night wore on, I became convinced that God was in this and that he was calling me to the Compass Church. So within 24 hours, I went from never considering or thinking it was possible for, to leave, leave the church I had co-founded to being absolutely convinced that this was God's will. One day. One day. Isn't that weird? That's I am not normally like that with decisions, but that is one moment where I just had a defining moment, if you will. So tell me what happened next. So yeah. when you get this definitive moment of the Lord is leading, the Holy Spirit's at work, he used people and himself to start confirming things for you, uh, how did that process play out? Yeah, yeah kind of interestingly. First of all, on that night, I got on eBay and I looked up, uh, I, I, I love old things, and so I found a vintage World War II brass compass. And I bought it on that night as a memento, as a monument, something I could look at to remember the definitive call of God to the church. And so still have that compass. I treasure it's on my desk. Anywho, um, in the morning, I told my wife, I said, babe, I've been up all night. I think God has spoken. How do you feel about me quitting my present job and we going to Naperville to pastor the Compass Church? And she said, I think that's from Satan. <laughs> Whoa, okay. And it's understandable. My wife was very content with the life we enjoyed, and this thought had never crossed her mind. And so for me to have a bad night and suddenly want to leave it all just seemed like a demonic ploy to her. And I told her, you may be right, hon. I, I Admittedly, this is a little crazy. I said, let's just pray about it. Hmm. And it's ironic how God worked differently for Jen. It took nine months of prayer for her to conclude, yes, this is what God wants. And that's no worse or better than what he did for me within 24 hours. God can lead his people in whatever way he wants to. And the beautiful promise is that he will guide us and make his will clear. And in both of us, uh, we eventually realized, yeah, this is what God is calling us to. So that's fun and fascinating to me because me coming on to staff full-time, leaving consulting, uh, my wife and I were in the same boat, just flipped. Oh. So uh, Andrea was convinced and knew within two days, and it was three and a half months for me. Mm, uh, she had the spirit's sense, and I had the sense that I needed to sit down with some spreadsheets and yeah. try and figure out, was this something that was going to work? Yeah. So it you were instantaneous. Jen eventually, obviously, got on board. Um, so at what point did you officially say that we need to back away from what's happen happening at the chapel? 
Yeah, truthfully, I was very naive, Jake, about how senior pastor transitions happened. I had never experienced one, and, and I, <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to tell you what happened next. I did contact the Compass Church right away. I mean, this is, again, the week after Dale resigned or announced his resignation. And I said to them, hey, I'm interested in the position. Uh, And met with the chairman of the elder board at that time. He and I did a nice lunch, and he said, it's good to know of your interest. We'll get back to you. And I naively expected that they'd interview me and make a decision maybe two, three weeks It took a year, and come to find out, taking a year in a senior pastor search is very common. I just didn't know that, and so I naively thought, yeah, this will just be a few weeks. In fact, I'll tell you one more story. It was all very hush-hush. You know, my wife and this chairman of the board at the Compass were the only ones who knew, and this uh, mentor of mine. But I was in a uh, senior staff meeting with my co-pastor and the executive pastor uh, at my previous church, and the executive pastor said, Jeff, you seem distant. Is something going on? And I'm like, what do you mean I seem distant? I thought I was fully engaged in the conversation. And he's like, no, no, something's changed. Hmm. And I go, what are you talking about? He said, are you thinking of leaving And I was nowhere ready to convey this information, but put on the spot, I felt, well, I can't lie. I said, well, I have been in contact with the Compass Church, and I don't know if this, you know, is going to happen, but yes, I had this contact. And I said to them, I'm sure that in two or three weeks, there'll be crystal clarity on this, and we'll know one way or the other. Well, as, as you can imagine, as the months and months and months and months roll by, Eventually, my old church was like, are you leaving or not? And I realized I was putting them in an awkward place, kind of holding them in limbo. So after about nine months, I submitted my resignation, even though I had not been extended an offer at the Compass Church. Oh, okay. I I felt like it was the loving thing to do so that my old church could have clarity, at least, of what was happening. And... uh, That was a little frightening, you know, when you let go of one job. It's kind of like that trapeze artist who let go of one trapeze, but you haven't caught the other one yet. At that point, I was being told by the Compass Church that they had narrowed it down from like over 100 applicants for this position and down to seven. And I was one of the seven. That was the uh, hope that I had. Yeah, and then eventually they told me that of the seven, I'm the one who got it. Also seems to be correct. A little more information on that that I discovered years later. You ready for this? Yeah. So the chairman of our board, after I had come, was also the chairman of the search committee. And, and years after I had been at the Compass Church as the senior pastor, he said, Jeff, I'll tell you a little more about that narrowing down from the seven to Jeff Griffin. I'm like, oh, tell me about that. You know, I was ready for this story of how I was better than the other six. And he tells me, as it turns out, those other six were not interested in the position and all pulled themselves out. You were the only one who wanted the job. (laughs) I'm glad you find that funny. I was humiliated. I'm like... So really, I didn't beat them out. I was just the last man standing. And he's like, yeah. 
And I'm like, oh. Uh. Something to be said about faithful endurance running the race set before you, right? You yes. finished and you crossed the finish line. That's right. And I am forever grateful for the incredible honor of being extended this great opportunity. Uh, it was a little humbling to <laughs> reformat the story. I thought I had beat them out, but that's all right. God moves however he wants to to get his way. Amen. Yes. Personally, what was that year process like for you? Was it one where you felt you were growing exponentially? Was it just an uncomfortable season of waiting? Was it anticipation? Can you remember just kind of the main feelings that you were processing with the Lord during that time? Yeah, I can remember that year well, Jake. It was wonderfully awful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was terrible in one sense because I was letting go of this church that I had held on to and loved for 20 years. And the thought of letting go and leaving and then realizing I'm leaving without actually knowing for sure where I'm going because the Compass Church had not extended an offer. Uh, It was like limbo, you know. It was this weird sense. Abraham once said that he felt God calling him to go and he didn't know where he was going to. And though awkward and awful, it's also a good place to be because we are forced to trust in the Lord when we have no clarity or future clarity that we can cling to. And that was my situation. So that year, though very painful, I think my trust and leaning and clinging to Christ went to an all-time high in my life. And so both me and Jen, God really used that year to deepen our faith. And that was a good thing. What was the Compass Church like when you first arrived? What, what were you feeling as you came in? What were you noticing as you came in? Yeah. Yeah, that's another interesting dynamic because a lot of times a new senior pastor is called into a problem. You know, this church is imploding and we need help. Or this, we need a new pastor because we're not gaining the traction that we need. No, that was not the case here. The Compass Church was awesome. It was rocking and rolling with incredible people like you, Jake. And, and so I had this honor of coming to such a healthy and effective church, but also this sense of, man, don't mess it up. (laughs) Right. You know, this is 70 years of glory, or it wasn't 70 years at that point, but over 50 years of glorious history, don't mess it up. And so there was a little anxiety in that, you know, if something very precious was being placed into my leadership hands, And I was begging God to, uh, you know, help me continue to perpetuate the health and effectiveness this church had enjoyed for so long. So we're seven and a half, eight years in, right in that ballpark. What are some highlights of your time here? What are some things that you look back on and be like, that was amazing? Whether that's personally, whether that's church-wide, just what are some things that you fondly reflect back on your time here of? Yeah, yeah, you know, the... It was interesting. So I came to, from a church that had eight campuses. And the Compass Church was very new into multi-site at the time of my arrival. Uh, they had just started what we called the 95th Street Campus, now the South Naperville Campus. It was in a rental facility. And so that was it. When I arrived, I was charged by the elders 
We want to expand. We feel God calling us to expand our impact through the multiplication of campuses. And they loved that I came from a church that had many campuses, and they challenged me to do the same. Here's where it was intimidating. Uh, Starting new campuses, getting buildings, getting them up and going, it's really hard. And having been through that, I knew how challenging it was, and I was intimidated with that. I I, uh, resonated with their high challenge, but also was intimidated. Little did I know that God had this way that we would go from two campuses to five through three mergers with family, our mother church and two daughter churches. Never would have saw that coming. Yeah. But that was God's plan. And being a part of this grand reuniting has been just a thrill. You know, in all cases, all three of them, the, the churches were doing all right, and there was some beauty and health, but they all felt that they were missing on hitting their full kingdom redemption potential. And they felt and prayed that through this reuniting, they could make a greater impact. And that's exactly what has happened. You know, we just see God using these uh, reunitings to uh, advance his cause in exciting ways. So that would be my biggest joy that comes to mind. I asked a lot of people for this Origins series that we've been doing just to forecast ahead, and I'd love for you to do the same. Um, could you forecast ahead for us short term? Where are you hoping and praying the Compass Church is going? And then put on the long term hat. If we're out another 70 years from now with the Compass Church still around and thriving, what would you hope and pray that that would look like as well? Yeah. You know, I would start by saying that our mission statement is not just words. They burn on my heart, and I know yours, and I hope everybody who's listening. Helping people find and follow God. Those two words, find and follow, point to the dual aspect of our mission. The find. Uh, Find is all about evangelism, helping people discover the point of life, and that is that they were meant to be reconciled with God through what Christ has done. And I am so grateful that I came to the Compass Church with this already as a passion of theirs to reach lost people and help bring them to Christ. And so I long to see the coming years be marked by Many, many, many salvations celebrated through baptism of new believers. The other part of that statement, that's fine, helping people follow. You know, the Christian life is not meant to be this conversion that's followed by blah. It's meant to be this adventure of growth in intimacy in your relationship with the Lord, in impact for God's kingdom and integrity where we're being transformed more like Jesus all the time. And I am yearning to see this that's sanctification as well, how a Christian grows, to see sanctification just at all of our campuses by the thousands of people, people growing to love Christ like they've never loved him before. And so seeing that mission statement, not just said, but lived out at levels we've never tasted before is really at the heart of what I'm longing for. Yeah. To be a little more specific, though, I will tell you that though five campuses is outstanding, we think that there's more impact to be made through multiplication of campuses. So uh, it is our vision to see a sixth and maybe a seventh, maybe an eighth, maybe a ninth. Who knows what the Lord has in store? Right. Uh, Now, it won't be through reuniting with other family churches because there's no more to reunite with. That's done. (laughs) That's done. (laughs) 
And so it'll be through the starting of a new campus from scratch or uh, reuniting or uniting with a church that's unrelated to ours but is interested in coming on board. We're exploring possibilities all the time. Don't have clarity exactly what's next. But people should know that we're looking forward to campus number six. And that'll be fun. And it all goes back to this so more people can find and follow God. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Some people think, oh, you pastors just have this empire-building uh, dream. And I think I'm getting, maybe there's some pride that still needs to be addressed in me, but the Lord has been purifying my ambition. And I, I think increasingly just wanting to see people come to Christ in greater number and see people grow in Christ in greater number is uh, driving that dream. Within this origin series, I want to turn it from you just to the Compass Church. Uh, you had to do a lot of homework to be able to intelligently speak to our church's history because you haven't been around for all of it. Yeah. Uh, really fascinating things that I found mixed in there, like the meeting at the different banks that we have, yeah. um, Wheaton coming back in and helping our Naperville campus, just things that I had never known before uh, that I was thought were incredibly interesting. Yeah. So being the history buff that you are, um, is there something either that you shared or maybe had held back that you found fascinating as you were learning more about the history of our church? Yeah. You know, the thing I would mention, Jake, is that, you know, you've heard the phrase that we stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us. And that, that could seem just like nice sentiment, but it's really true. And as I got into the history of each of our campuses and started to learn about names of people who have since passed away and gone on to heaven, I realize how true that statement is. You know, each one of our campuses started with a vision and just a handful of people who said, I think this may be of God. And they committed themselves as lay people and then early staff to a very tough journey. Being a startup is not easy. These rental facilities, I've been there and done that. And I know that it's really hard. And Success is hard to come by and pressing on through years, in some cases, decades of little encouragement. That's where we've been, you know, in so many ways. Our church has been marked by visionary Christians who are willing to persevere through difficult years. And in some ways, you and I and so many are enjoying the fruit of so much devotion that uh, comes behind. I'll share one little story with you. Yeah. Um, back when I was getting ready to start my previous church, I was again 24 years old. So I mean, I was a kid, didn't know anything. And I found out about this veteran church planter who extended the opportunity to meet with uh, him. And he said, you know, Jeff, I'd love to mentor you a little bit. So I'm like, Let's do it. Now, I was way up in the northern suburbs of Chicago. and He said, I'm starting a church in Bolingbrook. Would you be willing? I'm, I had never heard of Bolingbrook. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll come to Bolingbrook. And so I drove down to this elementary school in Bolingbrook where this church plant was renting. And I walked into this elementary school and back to this room to meet with this mentor who 
coached me and taught me about the challenges associated with starting from scratch. And he shared some of the struggles he was going through at that very time. Well, as you might have guessed by now, that school was uh, New Song Church. It was what's now our Bolingbroke campus. And so the founding campus pastor of our Bolingbroke campus mentored me 30 years ago when I didn't even know that someday I would be joined to that very church. And it's just kind of one example of God's hilarious strategy <laughs> is, you know, the Lord seeing this, he can see the future and knew exactly what was happening. But God's like, I love it when a good plan comes together. That's an A-team reference. No, I'm glad you're coming. <laughs> Mr. T. I mean, that's very early in my time, but yeah, I know it. The yeah. A-team. That's right, Jake. Oh, I, I love that. So when we started this podcast series about our church history, we had found a document from somebody named Francis. Don't know if that's a first name, don't know if it's a last name, but it ties exactly into what you were saying. Uh, the first paragraph of that paper just started out by saying it started with a vision, mm. a vision for young and old to yeah. come together saying worship. Uh, and it closed by saying almost exactly what you did, the standing on the shoulders, right? Yeah. It's this concept of the people change, but the mission and the vision mm. don't. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. I, I love seeing all of that come full circle. And yeah. I'm just going to take a moment to thank you as well, um, because you took a chance on somebody with no ministry experience, and now mm -hmm. I'm baked into the history, for better or worse, of the <laughs> oh, Compass Church as well. So better. really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Jake, I, I would uh, actually thought about it, but I didn't want to come off like I was just trying to puff you up. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. You, you are one of the great joys of, uh, of my tenure here so far, seeing congregants who are madly in love with Jesus and serving as volunteers, you know, be raised up to lay leadership and then part-time staff and then full-time staff serving in multiple roles. What God's doing in you and through you brings me immense joy. So I thank you. We'll leave it right there. Thank Sounds you. Good. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining. I promise I didn't put him up to talking nicely about me, uh, but I'll take it. I really do appreciate it. So I really hope that you've enjoyed this origin series, hearing from some of our pastors of just what God had been doing in their life and what God was doing in the midst of our church. In the midst of your church, the church isn't a building. It's us as a people coming together to praise God, to help people find and follow God. So with all of that said, we're going to be back next week with more of our regularly scheduled programming here at Midweek. Next week is our Here, Near, and Far weekend with our weekend services, where we're going to be hearing from some missions partners. So on Midweek, we're going to be joined by Cindy Rojas. She's been personally impacted by missions and now works in missions here here at our church. So if you've ever wondered how can you get involved of what is God is doing here, near, and far, make sure you join us next time at Midweek at the Compass.